0: Welcome to Prehistory. Just a reminder that this is the second to last episode for the season. Then we're going to take a break to recharge, do more research, and reflect on what has gone well or mm, could use some more work. Feel free to send us feedback at prehistorypodcast.gmail.com. That's P-R-E-E, historypodcast.gmail.com. And let us know a few things, like what do you like about the episode? Did you prefer when it was shorter or longer? Uh, do you prefer the ones on lesser known historical figures and events, or do you want to know more about popular historical figures that are more likely to show up on an exam for example? Do you want more folk tales and dubby stories? Secondly, you can let us know do you have any questions for us. If we get enough questions and we'll do a Q&A section, or maybe a Q&A episode if we get more than enough questions to fill up a whole segment. And finally, if you have a suggestion or topic you would like us to cover, then throw it our way. If email doesn't work for you, you could also take a voice note with your phone and email that to us. If it's easier than like writing an email, I should say. Or leave a voicemail or send a text message to 781-309-7383. That's 781 We got a phone number for the podcast. Yay. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's get into the story. Well, not so much a story. Today, I figured it would be good to do a light episode and look at some of these parishes that we have in Jamaica and discuss the known or possible inspiration behind their names. Let's talk about how they were formed and what happened to them if they aren't around anymore. I won't go too deep into historical events that happened into them but I will mention some highlights as many of them would need a full-length episode on their own. This is just a appetizer buffet or maybe it's dessert since the season is ending so just a tasty taste. Feel free to use them in unimportant did you know conversations during lunch. So today let's look at the history cliff notes for our parishes how they were formed and for three specific parishes Saint Elizabeth Clarendon and Saint Thomas. We will dive into the others over time, bit by bit, until we cover all of them. Today, Jamaica has 14 parishes, but of course it didn't start out that way. And over time, borders were redrawn, some parishes disappeared or were merged up into others. And today, Jamaica is also divided into three counties, Cornwall to the west, Surrey to the east, and Middlesex in the center. And you can know for sure that in primary school, we giggled over middlesex. It was dumb. I'm sure we didn't know what we were joking about. But at that age, the word sex is just hilarious, apparently. Anyway, do I need to mark this as explicit since I said sex like three times? Each county is made up of parishes, such as Kingston, which is also the capital of the country. The earliest parishes in the 17th century were Clarendon, St. John's, St. Andrew's, St. Catherine's, Port Royal, St. David's, and St. Thomas in the East. And yes, there's an apostrophe S after some of these names which are not named that way today. A lot of them dropped the apostrophe S and even spelling changed a bit. For example... St. Catherine's is Catherine with a K, and today it's just St. Catherine and spelled with a C. Within 25 years, eight more parishes were added. St. Dorothy, St. Thomas in the Vale, Vare, St. George's, St. Marie's, that's M-A-R-I-E apostrophe S, today it's just St. Mary, St. Anne's, St. James, and St. Elizabeth. After the Port Royal earthquake in sixteen. 92, most of the survivors went across the harbor and settled in Kingston, which would pretty much become the catalyst of it forming the nation's capital years later. In 1758, the three counties were created to facilitate more convenient holdings of courts of justices, so they weren't always around when the parishes were developed, they came around later on. In the mid-19th century, Jamaica had 22 parishes, the greatest number to date and included newcomers like Hanover, Manchester, Metcalfe, St. George's and Trelawney. So now let's take a look at one of these parishes from the West, Middle and East counties. All three were around very early on in Jamaica's history as an English colony. And all three are still around today. St. Elizabeth is one of the oldest parishes. A big parish today, St. Elizabeth used to cover even more territory in the West back in ye old times. It was later split to form parts of Westmoreland in 1703 and Manchester in 1814. The parish was probably named in honor of Lady Elizabeth Modiford, the wife of Governor Modiford, who had, a, who had that tumultuous relationship with Henry Morgan, and see that earlier episode that I did on that adventure. Silly me thinking that it was named all these saint whatever's were named after I don't know, saints, but there you are. Most of them were named actually after governors of Jamaica, who in turn I suppose were named after saints, because every English person was named Elizabeth Mary and Thomas John Peter George. Yes, I know that's a generalization, but goodness, have you read history? Anyway, Sir Thomas Mordeford was appointed governor in 1664. He emigrated from Barbados with hundreds of other planters and their slaves and further established the slave-based plantation economy on the island. It was under him that the island was first divided into parishes. Mordyford's own plantation was located in St. Catherine's Parish. Mr. and Mrs. Modiford did face some personal tragedy when they were moving From Barbados to Jamaica. While the family was moving their eldest son John was traveling from Jamaica to Barbados to pick up his mother and accompany her over but he was lost at sea on the way. Saint Elizabeth is currently known as the bread basket of Jamaica and supplies a significant portion of the domestic produce. Next up Clarendon. Clarendon is on the south side of Jamaica and very much in the center of the island. It is named after Sir Edward Hyde, 1st Earl of Clarendon, who would become grandfather to two English queens, Mary II and Anne. The Anne who was the subject of the 2018 film, The Favourite, if you've watched that film. It is both one of the oldest and youngest parishes. It was around when the parishes were first formed and looks to be the largest parish at the time. I mean that's me eyeballing the map so take that with a grain of salt but was then chipped off to form parts of Manchester, St. Anne, and St. Catherine. It also used to be bordered by Vare, but would absorb it later on during the mid-1800s. There is a southern tip of Clarendon that sticks out into the sea, now called Portland Point and it used to host Taino villages before the Spanish and English came. The Taino are the indigenous people of Jamaica. The Taino also lived along the Rio Minnow, the longest river in Jamaica, which runs from the island's geographic center down to the west of Portland Point. After the 1692 earthquake, the French tried to invade Jamaica, believing it to be vulnerable. They targeted that tip of Clarendon as an entryway, but thanks to an escaped English prisoner who had warned about the attack in advance, they were able to successfully defend themselves. This would be the last attempt of an invasion by a foreign European power to capture Jamaica. Today, Clarendon is the third largest parish after Saint Anne and Saint Catherine. Saint Thomas, here's another that's been around since the establishment of the parishes. St. Thomas, formerly known as St. Thomas in the East, and the name pretty much tells you how to find it on a map. What more do you need? Well, here's some more facts anyway. St. Thomas shares part of the Blue Mountain Range with neighboring parish Portland to the north, and it is bordered with St. Andrew to the west. As you can imagine, there's a lot of history in St. Thomas considering its location, resources, and age. St. Thomas is probably most famously known for its capital, Morant Bay, where one of the most significant rebellions took place in Jamaican history. I had mentioned this briefly in Mary Seacole's episode, the brutal repression of the Morant Bay Rebellion in 1865 gave Jamaica two of its national heroes, Paul Bogle and George William Gordon, and paved the way for Jamaica's self-governance. Morante Bay got its name from the early Spanish settlers who set up castle ranches in the area and named the place Morante. They also had ranches at Ayala now called Yalos. So that's a tidbit for today. There's three of some of the oldest parishes in Jamaica, a little bit of how they were formed, where they got their names from. Once again, feel free to reach out to us with suggestions, comments, feedback. I love to hear from you guys. Um, We're also on Instagram and I will be putting up pictures of the parishes as they evolved over time. It's kind of fascinating to see how many we had at one point. Take care and see you next week for our final episode for the season. Bye!